All right. Welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. In this show, we talk about what's happening in the markets and how we're trading them. Today is Wednesday, uh, April 12th, and stocks mixed with key inflation data coming out today, but also some tomorrow. All eyes were on the CPI data report this morning. Will the Fed raise rates? We'll see what traders believe. The Fed meeting minutes coming out later today. And will we see a correction? One big bank thinks so. Plus, we'll review our open positions and see if there are any new opportunities on the PowerX Optimizer Wheel Scanner. As you can see, there's a lot to talk about. So let's go ahead and get started. If this is your first time here, my name is Mark Hodge. I'm head coach at Rockwell Trading. I'm running this show by myself today, but on most days, I'm joined by Rockwell Trading's founder, Marcus Heitkoder, and he'll be back here with me tomorrow. Even though I'm running the show solo, I promise you're in good hands. You could say that we have a ton of trading experience here at Rockwell Trading. We know our stuff, and we're not afraid to tell it like it is. So if you're looking for some honest insights into the world of trading, you've come to the right place. And before we dive in and show you our trades and how we're tackling these crazy markets, let's take a look at what's moving the markets today. Let me go ahead and bring up the S&P 500. And here we see the S&P 500 actually yesterday, uh, just finishing the session flat. It was a quiet day. Uh, Definitely, definitely showing that traders were waiting for this key inflation uh, data this morning. There's also going to be some tomorrow. Uh, But the theme of the week, inflation until Friday, which would be uh, the the shift would turn to earnings season kicking off. And this morning we did get some data. Let's take a look at the E-mini S&P and let's go to a five-minute chart, see the reaction to this report. You see here that overnight things were very sideways. Uh, So there was, uh, you know, going back to to yesterday, a quiet, a little bit of rally going into the close and then a sharp reversal, but that put us flat for the day, right? Overnight, nothing going on, uh, no real movement, and then a huge move higher. We could see just uh, what type of reaction we had to this CPI report, jumping almost a percent, but after making highs, uh, this would be pre-market, 8.35 Eastern, so a quick five-minute move, and then slowly pulling back uh, and continuing to pull back after market open. So right now, we're actually negative in the S&P, and we were positive for most of the morning. The Dow, uh, flat but slightly positive, up just 16 points right now. And the NASDAQ has turned negative like the S&P, but down a little bit more, down 0.4%. So what gives? What's going on with CPI data? Let's go ahead and take a look at the economic calendar here. And we see that core CPI was released and came in uh, in line with expectations, up 0.4% last month. This is what was expected. CPI data actually coming in lower than uh, expectations, up just 0.1%. The uh, forecast was 0.2%. And the year-over-year CPI increase up uh, 5% for the year versus a 5.1% 
uh, that was expected. So CPI coming in lower than expected for the most part and uh, declining from the previous month as well, which is a positive sign. So it looks like traders uh, can view this as, hey, uh, what's going on right now with these rate hikes? might be working or maybe it's just time uh that, that we need it anyway uh for those of you new to the cpi data and what it is this is the change in price of goods and services purchased by consumers so it's a, a key inflation report that the fed uses to to see what's going on with prices and uh that's uh, something that they've targeted since 2021 when inflation really started to get out of control in fact the 5% increase is the lowest uh, we've seen since 2021. So what does this mean? Will the Fed pause hikes and could the Fed be at the end of their rate hike campaign? Let's go ahead and look at the CME FedWatch tool. Let me refresh this so we can see the most recent data available. The Fed is meeting in 21 days. Uh, this uh, Fed meeting will take place over a two-day period wrapping up on may 3rd and we see right now this is kind of what traders were anticipating going into cpi right now 26 percent uh or there's a 26 percent probability that rates will stay the same uh, at the current target rate of uh, 475 500 basis points and there's a 74 percent probability that the Fed will hike one more time, or at least at the next meeting. Uh, so right now with the data that has been presented, there's still some time left to see what's going on in the markets and a little more data to digest before that uh, May meeting. But right now, traders have priced in uh, that the Fed will raise rates another quarter percent. Now, let's look at the probabilities, though, uh, for the upcoming meetings. And we see that at least for now, and, and this hasn't changed much over the last couple of weeks, uh, but uh, what we're looking at now is that traders believe there will be a hike in May, there will be a pause in June, there will be a pullback or a, a drop, uh, a quarter percent drop in July. It will stay the same at the September meeting. There will be another quarter point drop in uh, November and another quarter point drop in December. So those that's what the probabilities say right now. And uh, you could argue that uh, things are still kind of, you know, mixed here because uh, we could see what the probability is for each level. Uh, but traders still believing that the Fed will reduce or ease uh, their monetary policy campaign. Uh, and the Fed so far isn't buying that. So the Fed continues to say that uh, at least with their statements and and uh, what we've read and seen, that the uh, hikes might pause here. Like this was their their target level if they raise rate another quarter point, uh, but that they're likely to pause for the remainder of the year, not necessarily decrease rates. We'll have to see. Now this afternoon there is another key report, and that is the FOMC meeting minutes. So this. This isn't as significant as the, the two-day policy meeting that's wrapped up with the policy statement and the press conference um, and their interest rate decision. Uh, but you never know. This could be a wild card because there could be something in the meeting minutes that, that stands out that either 
uh, traders find uh, concerning or um, that they're optimistic about. So something to keep an eye on this being released today at 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. So looking at the overall markets one more time, if, if we go back to the S&P, now we are negative S&P, Dow, and the NASDAQ. Uh, so a little bit of a reversal. The S&P continues to be in a very tight range here. I mean, we've been in a 50-point range essentially uh, all of April, and that's that doesn't happen too too often. I mean, we just look look at the chart uh, for the year, a little bit of a range uh, back in December here, but even that, you're looking at about a hundred-point range. So it traders. They're, they're looking for some news. They're looking for an excuse for either the market to rally or pull back. Uh, right now, pulling back a little bit. This isn't a major pullback, but we're not going to stay in this range forever. Uh, so we'll see what where where we go from here and what could move the market. And uh, there is a, another report tomorrow uh, with PPI being released in the morning. Usually, core CPI, CPI data is a little more significant, uh, but this could move the market. We have unemployment claims now being a, a red flag uh, report and then retail sales on Friday. But uh, a real biggie for uh, this week now is going to be the kickoff of earnings season with big banks like JP Morgan. And so we could take a look at JP Morgan, see where JP Morgan is trading at. And we see starting the day higher, just like the broad market rallying a little bit, now pulling back negative for the session down the exact same amount that the S&P is. On Friday, uh, we have earnings for JP Morgan and uh, some other banks as well. We could look at Citigroup. Uh, Citigroup City also reporting on Friday, similar move to JP Morgan, but actually down a little bit more, down one and a quarter percent. So uh, a bigger loss than JP Morgan in the overall market right now for city now we could go ahead and uh, move on to the positions that we're in and while we're talking about banks we might as well look at pnc so pnc starting the day out with a small gain and similar to city uh, group that we just uh, saw down uh, down a little bit more down 1.9 percent we're trading right near support here uh, so we'll have to see if support holds but Earnings also being released on Friday for PNC. So this is going to be a big day uh, for banks in general, but especially this position that we're in uh, with PNC. Now, on the, the bright side, I, I don't expect to be out of this trade on Friday. Uh, and we'll be entitled to a dividend since we'll be holding shares on Monday. And there's a buck fifty dividend uh, that's available to shareholders on record at Whoever is owning shares of PNC at the open on Monday uh, will be entitled to that dividend and it is payable and will show in your account on Friday, May 5th. So PNC trading near support. We could take a look at another position that I am in, AMD. So AMD, nice, well, nice day two days ago and then pulling back just a little bit yesterday, pulling back some more today. So AMD. AMD, just kind of finding there, and uh, earnings at the end of the month. So eh, it looks like after such a big run up, 
we're seeing a bit of a pause, a bit of a pullback, which again, this is to be expected. We don't just move straight up. We don't just move straight up. And I believe that if we're in a quality position, that when we do get a run up like this, that there is more interest uh, in buying uh, the stock after a pullback. So it's healthy. It's a good thing. It doesn't feel good when you are in a position and it's trading at 102 and then a couple of weeks later it's at $92, right? That never feels good. Um, but this type of move is normal. And uh, if we go back to what we've seen all year long, uh, we see that, hey, uh, we had some real big run-ups and then by the continuation of that trend. So hoping uh, that we'll continue there. I mentioned in uh, yesterday's Coffee with Marcus and Mark, I uh, am unable to sell calls right now because I want to try and sell calls between 102 and 104. 104 being my cost basis, 91 being my break even, 91-ish. So I'm I'm still profitable on this trade, but uh, not interested in selling calls significantly below my cost basis. And uh, ideally, I like to see a pop, a move higher that gets back up towards these recent highs that were established in March so I could sell calls at 102, 103, 104. Uh, ultimately, the goal would be to get called away at 104, maybe higher. So that's uh, what's going on with AMD. We could look at Marcus's CTRA position. CTRA was up nicely this morning, reversed a little bit, down just a teeny bit as uh, we talked. Uh, getting through the 26 mark, opening at 26.05, rallying to 26.36. So Marcus has the 26 call that he has sold against his shares. And talking with Marcus, it sounds like he is ready to let this one go. Definitely interested in being out of this before earnings are released. Uh, Earnings are released Friday, uh, April 28th. And right now, we're we're right around 26. So it's possible that he gets called away. But knowing Marcus, and he, he, he did say this, even though he's ready to let this one go, if there's some premium that, that just he, he can't justify uh, passing on, uh, he, he might extend the trade for another week, right? And that, that's what you have to decide when you are selling calls. A, is it a strike that you are okay getting called away at? I firmly believe that it does not make sense to sell calls at strikes that you do not want to sell shares at. Uh, sometimes traders will do that if the stock is down down but last case shares at 26 it pulled down to 22 23 and you're trying to put that that uh trade to work and you're thinking oh my gosh now that i'm down at 23 i can only sell calls at 24 let me let me get some premium on the 24 that would have been a disaster because there was such a sharp uh, run up here it would have been hard to roll out to capture this move it would have been better to see this stock appreciate go up and then sell the 26 calls um, so one, it has to be a strike that you want to sell calls at. And then if you're in a situation where you could potentially get called away, you have to decide, does it make sense to roll calls? Do you want to extend the trade? So if you're short calls, you'd be buying those short calls back and selling uh, a further expiration. Marcus and I like to just focus on weeklies, go out a week. That's where our goal is to collect 60% annualized at a minimum if we are going to roll. Um, so that just gives us some real nice premium uh, that that justifies the trade, makes it easy to make that decision. Otherwise, 
it's okay letting those shares get called away because we sold the strike that we wanted to sell in the first place and we could always reload, right? If we get called away and the stock pulls back, we could always reassess things and sell puts again and start the wheel process again. So wheel strategy in a nutshell, sell puts, get assigned, own shares, sell calls against those shares, eventually get called away, you're out of a position and you get to start over. So that's what uh, is going on with CTRA. Uh, Google, you know, Marcus is in uh, a similar situation in that he sold calls on Google, but it doesn't look like we're going to see that 110 uh, price hit this week. Of course, anything can happen. There was a big day on Thursday of last week, but uh, if we rally up towards 110, Marcus would need to make a decision on whether or not he wants to roll chances are he'll be able to actually see this expire or another exit rule that we have is if we can get out for 90% of our max profit, close the trade during the week. And then if the stock rallies again, we could sell calls again. Uh, I, I don't know if Marcus was able to close his calls. I, I actually think that he probably was able to get 90% max profit on this one. Um, but either way, he has the short calls where they could be closed at this point. And uh, 110 was that strike he was looking at. Now, Google does report earnings uh, Tuesday, April 25th. So uh, not next week, but uh, the week after. So let's take a look at PowerX Optimizer real quick. I, I mentioned that we could see if there's any opportunities popping up on the list. Uh, and uh, just a handful. So in general, when I see a day like this, where markets are just down slightly, I don't get too excited about selling puts because we're, we're just kind of neutral. Just like the S&P, we see that the S&P is really going flat in this 50-point range. We get more premium when there's more volatility. And when there's greater volatility, that typically occurs when you have a down day. Not just down a you know a tenth of a percent or you know two-tenths of a percent, but 1%, right? 1% plus. That gives us some juicy premiums that we could look at. Um, but, but since there are a few that popped up on the scanner, we could always take a look and see if there's just something that stands out. Now, for me, I'm looking at advanced auto parts. This isn't a classic downtrend, making lower lows, making lower highs, falling, falling, falling. So this to me is absolutely not the type of trade that I would want to take with the wheel strategy. I want to trade a stock that's in a sideways range maybe slightly higher, but the goal is to be trading a neutral stock that you're comfortable owning, not trying to pick bottoms and hoping it works out, but a, a, an established range in a stock that's showing strength, or at least showing that traders are keeping it in a nice, nice range. So AAP would be a clear no for me. I don't even need to look at the, the fundamentals or anything on that one. Now, CSIQ, CSIQ, uh, this is one where it is in a bit of a range. We could quickly look at the fundamentals here and four things that Marcus and I like to look at. One would be the P-E ratio. P-E ratio of 11 is nice and low, so P-E ratio good. Uh, no dividend yield showing in Google Finance. We see here that quarterly net income is uh, positive for the last five quarters. Small profit margins, but positive nonetheless. Also, uh, for five consecutive quarters, you have, uh, or five year, consecutive years, sorry, you have profits. So fundamentally, not too 
jabby, especially for a solar company. Um, there are some other solar companies that do not have the same fundamentals. That's why I've marked on my chart, made a note here, better fun fundamentals out of the solar bunch. Now, is it a stock I want to own? Maybe fundamentals decent, but is it a, a price that I want to own shares at? Whenever we sell a put, that's the strike where we want to own shares at. And here we see that the minimum strike available that meets the criteria we look for would be the 36 put. And this to me isn't really nice support. We do have a bit of a range. So you could say aggressively, we might have some support around here. But if I look at this chart, I see better support around 30. That's where I traded multiple times where buyers after a dip stepped in, stocked rallied, pulled back after a dip, buyers stepped in, rallied. So it's, it's going a little bit sideways, but it's kind of coiling up like it might make a move. And I just don't see the strongest support. So maybe a, a, a maybe for someone that wants to be aggressive, but for me, it's not something that I really want to trade. Now, Expedia here, this is one that has a pretty nice range. Looks like it has some nice support here. Uh, let's go to the fundamentals and see what this looks like. PE ratio of 41 is a little on the high side. Not horrible, not, not really bad. If you really, really, really like the stock, I think you could get away with a higher PE ratio. If we look at the net income, though, two out of the last five quarters were losses. Annually, we see that 2020 was horrible, which we could give uh, Expedia a pass. After all, all, it was the pandemic and nobody was traveling. Uh, coming back in 2021, a little bit positive in 2022. But if I look at the income statement for quarterly, not too hot here. So this one, to me... Maybe a B, not an A plus. Chart wise, looks like some support, but do I really, really want to own Expedia? For me, no. And also, again, I I feel like I'd be forcing it when the market's just doing nothing right now. I'd get more interested in a down day, even if I wanted to trade Expedia. On a down day, we're going to be able to get more premium and maybe even sell a better strike, right? Uh, we might be able to get the 80 strike for the same amount uh, of premium that we could get right now for the 85. So that's the the benefit of waiting for a down day. Uh, T-Row is another one that popped up. Let's just look at this one. Okay, some nice support. Look at the fundamentals real quick. And uh, low PE ratio, dividend yield. If we look at... Of uh, five consecutive quarters of profits, uh, five years of profits. So fundamentally, this looks pretty good. This one would be a decent maybe. I'm, I'm going to give it a maybe, um, but similar to CSIQ, I'm, I'm just going to make that a no. Similar to CSIQ, I, I see support lower, right? Maybe around 100, 102, and right now the strike available is 107. So to me, this just doesn't have the best support, uh, at least with the strike that's available. So I'm going to pass on this one, but I hope that the review helps with how to identify good wheel candidates and how to use the, the wheel scanner in PowerX Optimizer if you have the software. If you like this review, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. Uh, we love talking trading and uh, it's Great to see the comments on the videos and the, the subscribers grow. We appreciate you as uh, followers and viewers, and we'll be back here tomorrow. So until tomorrow, 
happy trading, everybody.